Hey guys, welcome back to season two of Brentwood Barbell Radio. This is going to be episode 36. How's it going, Alex? It's going good. Excited for season two. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, me too. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up this season. Uh, we got some cool guests uh, that are going to be joining us on the show to talk about their respective uh, expertise. Uh, and so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so if you've been with us so far, hopefully the show will only continue to get better. Um, and if, uh, if you have any uh, ideas for topics or questions or anything like that you'd like to get to us, uh, shoot that to us on our Facebook page, uh, Brentwood Barbell, um, or uh, you, can, uh, you can email us. You can find that stuff on the website, brentwoodbarbell.com. All right, uh, what do we... in the bio, too. Uh, well, there you go. Look at that. Shit. Check the bio. Shit. Link in the bio. Shit. Link in bio. Damn. <laughs> we right. made it. You kids. You fancy kids. Um, cool. Um, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about how to start a strength training program. Ah, cool. Uh, this is one of my favorite topics. Um, so strength training for a beginner. And I think um, one of the things that we should say first is that it is good to be a beginner. Um, a lot of people don't like to uh, acknowledge that or take that on uh, as a title. Uh, and in the world of strength training, um, it's great to be a beginner because you see such progress from like session to session. I suppose this is true with, you know, if you're learning to play guitar as well. Um, uh, but um, Generally speaking, the longer you train, uh, the harder it is to, to kind of see a new uh, performance uh, record or you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so being a beginner is, is fantastic because uh, you get lots of positive feedback. Would you agree right. with that? Oh, yeah. It's like the honeymoon phase of training. Yeah, you, get, you get to show up every day and then add some weight to the bar. And <laughs> I mean, right now, I'm, you know, I guess probably about... 14 years in of like some type of gym experience training whatever you want to call it first five plus years were probably not considered training but you know i was in the gym yeah same but you know there i remember uh, there was a year recently where i put four pounds on my squat and i was thrilled <laughs> yeah i yeah i get it uh i've definitely had long seasons um yeah but it's of, all part of it of not pr yeah so yeah i get it and well and you know to be honest like it, the vast majority of people aren't lifting necessarily specifically for PRs. Uh, right. That is a very select group of people, and, and that's awesome. It's great. But mm -hmm. especially with a lot of the folks that we work with, um, you know, we're thinking more in terms of longevity, health, um, right. body composition. Uh, of course, being generally strong is always on the menu. Yeah, it's always fun to but, feel uh, to have those numbers. But, you know, just new numbers in the absence of all of those other uh benefits is probably not what we see a lot of. So, uh, well, cool. Let's get into the topic today. So, um, we're going to approach this for somebody who's just getting started. So we're going to talk about the program, uh, for somebody or how it would look, at least if it were coming from us, uh, if you were a beginner. Uh, and so a couple of ideas, uh, that we think are really useful. Um, you know, it, it, at the gym, we talk a lot about customizing training uh, and that's a little bit of a misnomer. Uh, we know that everybody is going to start out with a program that is based heavily around the four primary barbell lifts or basic barbell lifts, if you will, the squat, the bench press, the overhead press, and the deadlift. Um, 
And, and really for us, that never goes away. Uh, it's either just those exercises as the base or variations of those exercises. Um, but we're gonna have you practicing those exercises a lot uh, if you are a beginner. Uh, a program is probably gonna look something like uh, squat, bench, deadlift, upper back on one day and maybe squat, press, deadlift, arms on another day or upper back again, something to that effect. Um, occasionally we'll put something else in there like some sled work, um, uh, you know, or maybe even some trunk work if we feel like that's appropriate, but it's not going to be a lot of stuff is really the point. Um, and we do that on purpose because we want a really dense period of sort of learning motor learning. Um, so you're learning how to perform those exercises. Um, uh, I guess well would be the word, not perfect, but well. Uh, and, and each time you train, um, you get a little better and, and the weight on the bar goes up a little bit. And that very simple design works for, you know, weeks to months, depending on the person. Um, so that's generally what a base program look like would look like. If I had to just make it up, it would be Monday is squat, bench, deadlift, lat pulldowns. Wednesday is squat, press, deadlift, barbell curls you know, whatever that that's very simple. Um, and then you're alternating those two workouts. Um, there are a couple of concepts I think that are useful to talk about, um, uh, for this, the quote beginner program. We look at programming with like a base, which would be kind of like those barbell exercises. And then the quote customization can come from like what we call plugins or add-ons. And so, a person might have uh, some specific rehab needs or maybe they want to get in better shape, some conditioning needs, or uh, maybe we're more interested in hypertrophy. Whatever, whatever it is, we might tack some, at, uh, some extras or some add-ons to that base program. Uh, and that's, you know, that's perfectly fine, uh, but that is oftentimes where the, quote, customization will come in. Uh, in addition to us... Um, you know, maybe tweaking the barbell lifts to suit your orthopedic status, right? So somebody's deadlift might in fact be a rack pull. That'd be yep. another way that we would customize it. Um, but everyone sort of starts with this basic shell and then we start layering in um, particular plugins as the person trains with us. Um, the other concept I think is really useful. Would you, first of all, I guess before I move on, is that sound right to you, Alex, or is yeah. there anything I left out of there? No, 100%. You know, whenever somebody starts here, I really like that 90 days of just kind of getting yourself familiar with those main lifts so that after that 90 days, we kind of have the freedom to kind of look into some variations. You've got the skill set, you got the strength, you kind of know your limits. And really, I mean, even after 90 days, you're still going to have plenty of room to push that. It's not like after 90 days, you're all of a sudden in this intermediate phase or whatever, right. you're you can you still got some room um but those barbell lifts are going to give you the most bang for your buck and time efficiency and everything so that's why we pick them yeah. um, they're easy to load easy to calculate data's there so that's why we pick those exercises yep i think that's uh i think that's spot on um the other concept i think um for the beginner program that's um useful to note is this idea this rate of progression idea um there's been some interesting models kind of put forth by various um, organizations about the sort of the more beginner you are, the faster you can make progress. 
and the longer you've trained, the, the slower progress becomes. And conceptually, that's right. Um, you know, whether it moves specifically from session to session to week to week to month to month is a little, you know, more nuanced, I, I think. But yeah. um, conceptually, we, we know that's right. And so what we want to do at the gym is have people set some sort of record or PR um, as often as possible. Um, and the reason that we do that is because it's fun. <laughs> it's, right. you know, it's like, it's positive feedback. So if you're coming in and training and you can hit a new set of five or whatever reps we're doing, um, every other workout or every third workout or every workout, then we want you to do that as often as possible. Um, and it really reinforces, uh, the idea of training and enjoying training and seeing, um, a return on your time and energy investment and obviously money too. So, uh, so that's something uh, that we talk a lot about at the gym and we use that concept, we call it bright spots, but we use this through, you know, kind of throughout, whether it's training, uh, whether it's maybe a conditioning PR or it's a nutrition habit that you've got a 30 day streak doing, whatever the case, maybe it's just showing up three times a week for three weeks, Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, we want to like we want to acknowledge that, celebrate it, and um, you know then move move on and collect the next one as soon as we can. So, I think those are some big ideas. Um, I think we we already sort of inadvertently got into exercise selection, but essentially the all of our programming is divided up or could be divided up into what you would call a base, and then plugins or accessories. And the base for us is almost always barbell exercises. An exception to that might be if somebody is unable to squat uh, due to maybe a shoulder limitation. Maybe their squat is in fact a leg press. Um, but but generally the base is going to be made up of heavy pushing and pulling exercises. Um, and then our plugins are going to look uh, at stuff that's more isolation uh, in nature or more be, maybe some uh, some high intensity conditioning short you know type stuff like that short interval type stuff. So. Um, and that's just a broad, you know, sort of approach, uh, to programming. And it gives us a lot of opportunity to meet the client where they are. Uh, it also gives us a lot of opportunity to, um, update or evolve the program as they, uh, you know, become better and, um, are doing more stuff. So, so I think that's, that's kind of a fun way to look at training is what, what do you think, um, you know, from a, being the programmer, the primary program programmer in the gym what what do you what are some things that you're thinking about when it comes to like this person's quote barbell or base program versus like their accessory program yeah um well so the barbell stuff you know like we kind of talked about earlier the exercise selection the first thing that i'm going to look at and it's not like you know some secret type of deal where you know uh, we're like this, this, uh, exercise variation is going to skyrocket your bench or something like that. It's mostly, I look at orthopedic first, you know, yeah. do they have a shoulder thing, say with the bench or whatever. And then we go from there. Uh, the goal is that we can kind of be the closest to that exercise as possible so that we can still train those tissues that are affected. Um, you can also go back and look at some of our, uh, injury podcasts on that, but, um, so that's what I'll look at first in terms of exercise selection. And then whenever we move into plugins, that's kind of where, you know, if you want to call it customization, but I generally like to have some type of pulling. So whether that's lat pull down, a chin up, 
Um, I really like the idea of a lot of our people here trying to get to that first chin up. A lot of times whenever people come in, they can't do a chin up. Yeah. Totally normal. Um, but I really like the idea of trying to get them to work towards that, some type of pulling exercise to work on that upper back strength. And yeah, we want to normalize chinning. Yes. <laughs> should we chinning. Should get, we should get shirts Chinning made. and pushing. It just says normalize chinning. Right. Yeah, no, it's a great <laughs> exercise. Minimal equipment. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's funny, like, whenever I'll start having somebody work on it and they're like, you know, this really makes me worried that, you know, if I were to fall off a cliff and I need to pull myself up, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Like, hey, you know, that's all the more reason to start doing it, start yeah. working on it. I, I mean, I just, it's, <laughs> what I love about it is it's one of those things that just simultaneously gives you an assessment of strength and composition. Yeah. Like, 100%. you know what I mean? Uh, it it yeah. just, it's, it tells you so much in a single sort of like exercise and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're generally where we need to be or we've got some work to do. And then you figure out from there what, what the yeah. work is, but um, there's just a lot of information. Uh, yeah, it's it's such an easy step down or walk down. Like I just had the kids recently, <clears throat> our uh, new youth session. I had the kids. I had a list of from easiest to hardest variation of the chin up. And all right, you know, I want you to work at the bottom of this list and work your way up. And we're gonna yeah. see what you can do for five reps based off this list. And wherever you can do for five reps, that's our stopping point. Uh, yeah, know. nice. I like it. Um, so then they all have their own starting, you know, starting point with this chin-up progression, and then they're going to work themselves up to a bodyweight chin-up. That's awesome. So I honestly do kind of the same thing with the adults. <laughs> the yeah, kids I mean, and adults yeah. could be why, pretty similar. Why wouldn't you? That's, right. a, great, so, that's a great way to, to go about it. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really kind of a fun way to program, and it helps us sort of like, uh, you know, make the program sort of a little more unique to the person. Um, the mm -hmm. second piece uh, is uh, conditioning. And I guess we, we every program, I think, in, the, in our gym has potentially three components. If we can get a person to engage in three different areas, and those areas are strength training, nutrition, and conditioning. And conditioning is just a generic broad term. Under the you know umbrella of conditioning, we would include high-intensity conditioning and also low-intensity um, or long, slow cardio, whatever you like to call it. Um, and we like to encourage people to do that kind of stuff. Now, if somebody comes to us and they're a beginner and they're really, you know, just learning how to lift, um, and they're maybe not in the best shape, we're not going to ask them to do seven sprints at the end of their workout. Uh, the workout was sufficient. Uh, their conditioning program might look a lot more like, hey, let's try to log 20 minutes of walking uh, five days a week or you know, whatever, whatever's appropriate. But um, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer that conditioning must be super intense to be effective. Right. Uh, we know from a research standpoint that long term, there's really no difference between high intensity training and low intensity training. Mm -hmm. uh, the obvious in the moment difference is the amount of time spent doing it, right? So. Right. Uh, the, the primary benefit to high intensity training is that you can just get it done quicker. Right. Um, I mean, there's probably also some sort of mental training that's happening there in terms of yeah. being willing to, to kind of go through that sort of type of pain, I, I guess you'd call it pain. But, um, you know, it, I guess the point we want to make to people is that it's not like needed to see tremendous progress. Um, 
you know, it's a tool that can be used. It fits nicely into our overall program design when a person is ready for it and if they happen to like that kind of stuff. Um, but we, we really try to get people logging just some lower intensity minutes per week. That pays off a huge dividend. If I have to pick a number, I'm gonna try to get somebody up to 150 minutes a week right. um, just from the physical activity guideline standpoint. And so that can be broken down in any format uh, that they will do or that we like, whatever that happens to be. Uh, so that's a great way to think about your, your conditioning. Um, so, uh, you know, that's kind of how, that's kind of how we break that down. Um, the, the next piece, uh, let's, let's talk about, um, I'm going to kind of just, we, I, I briefly mentioned nutrition, but let's make a bigger category here. So let's say, um, uh, strength training, conditioning, and recovery. And under recovery, we're going to list both nutrition habits and sleep habits, right? So we'll just sort of generically lump those two categories in under recovery. Um, this is by far where people struggle the most. Yes. <laughs> by far. And it's, um, and it's not the, not <laughs> the, the key to recovery is not the massage gun. <laughs> Well, right. That's, well, I mean, there's a whole industry based on trying to cheat what we know actually helps us recover, right? Like right. to some extent, it's just time. <laughs> like literally physiology takes time. Yeah. So, so there's that, there's intelligent programming, there's meeting the person where they are. Um, there's the person being intentional about how much sleep they're getting and about mm -hmm. what they're eating. Uh, and then after that, everything's kind of, um, Mm, let's say squishier <laughs> in yeah. terms of like its <laughs> right. effectiveness. So if yeah. it's a gun, if it's a needle, if it's a massage, if it's a cold or hot thing, uh, um, cool if it you feels like good it for you. Yeah. yeah, cool if you like it, but um, you still, you know, if you're doing cold showers every morning after four and a half hours of sleeping, you're missing the point. Um, so we like to talk to this uh, to people about this stuff uh, because it really uh, tanks their training performance, right? Like they'll come in and it's like they're just it's, it's like well, you know, we've only been training three weeks. This shouldn't be like this hard yet, you know. Right. Um, but it is because they're just so they're in such a poor place with their nutrition and their sleep that like they're just dragging ass. Yeah. You know, and so to put forth the effort to now train is like just a lot. So, uh, you know, and I think in a roundabout way, that's also why we try to really keep programming very simple and uh, quite frankly, a little on the easier side at the beginning. Uh, it will get hard, right? It will get hard when you're, uh, it'll get hard when it's appropriate for it to be hard, uh, I think yeah. is the best way to say that. Um but uh, this recovery piece is really important. And, you know, to be honest with you, we get some folks that engage um, to a high degree. And then we get mm -hmm. some folks that just don't want to hear it. Uh, they're like, you know, I'm working X number of hours a week. I like my three scotches at night and uh, I sleep like shit and I'm here. So leave me alone. And that's okay. Like, if that's where they're meeting us, then that's where they're meeting us. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that's just when we have that conversation on expectations that they're going to have. Right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Where that's where that different the, coaching piece comes in. Yeah, that's the adult conversation slash coaching piece that, um, you know, they need to hear. Like, that's cool. You're going to see some progress, but also, um, you know, it could be 
probably more substantial if, if some of these other pieces were in place. But, uh, but you know, like we might take a person like that and they might train for three months and their goal might just be to train. And then the, you know, months four, five, and six, maybe they buckle down on one of those other habits. And if that's the way it needs to work, then that's fantastic. So, um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, so we talked about kind of this idea of program design. We talked about uh, the conditioning piece. We talked about the recovery piece uh, briefly. Uh, the last thing, uh, we'll call this the lightning round, the bonus question. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about three-day training versus four-day training. Go. <laughs> Ooh, okay, loaded question. All right, um, I, it's all personal preference and what you have time for. One isn't necessarily better than the other. Yeah. In my opinion, especially yeah. if you're in this beginning phase and arguably in the intermediate phase too. Um, I myself like four day a week cause I like to split my days up upper body day, a lower body day. I can focus on my squat and deadlift one day and then focus on my bench and overhead press the other day. Um, I just feel like I can zero in on the task at hand better, but a lot of people do just fine doing a three day. That's just the time that they have. So we're going to write the program to make that work for them. So, you know, if you can show up three days a week, I'm not going to write you a four day program. That's just not going to work. You know, if we're trying to force a three day a week person onto a four day program, it's just, it's pointless. So, um, I think first and foremost, it depends on how much time you can allocate to the gym and then, um, you know, what program is going to interest you. So, I, I like to have everybody start out on three day yeah. because I want to see what your commitment and your consistency level is first before we add a whole day onto that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, I'm the same. I, for a few reasons, number one, I think if they truly are a beginner, they're untrained, uh, they have no previous stimulus. So three days a week training is a massive stimulus Yeah. if they show up consistently and apply themselves. So that's the first piece. The second piece is, um, I would much rather celebrate them making 34 out of 36 sessions in 12 weeks than right. have to sort of be down on them for making 34 out of 48 sessions right. in 12 weeks. And so I think from a positive positivity standpoint, I think it, that tends to work better for mm -hmm. most beginners. Uh, and then the other piece is, you know, if they're willing to engage with some of the nutrition and the aerobic stuff, uh, I would rather them engage oh, yeah. with that. Uh, a few days a week rather than just more curls, you know, like right. I'd rather them yeah. come in and get a great lifting stimulus three times a week. I'd rather them walk 30 minutes a day. I'd rather them take Sunday and go buy some decent groceries, think about their week and then, uh, you know, put those meals together. Like that is yeah. like, that's like the gold standard. Yeah. Know? Like it circles back to recovery, like make your fourth day of training a recovery focused day. I put yeah. that in air quotes by just planning out your meals for the week, planning out, you know, I'm going to set alarms every night this week to where I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to start my sleep routine or whatever you want to do. If that's what's going to pull you away from the TV and to bed, then I'd rather you do that for your fourth day than, yeah. you know, come in here another day and you slept four hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and, you know, I think again, there, you know, so there's like a lot of people that like love to train and mm -hmm. then there's a whole other group of folks who just like training is a means to an end. And I think that's part of the conversation too. If like training is their thing, okay, right. I'm going to maybe be more likely to discuss a four day, 
But if it's somebody who's coming in and my goals are to improve my cholesterol, improve my blood pressure, look a little better at the pool, uh, get my back pain to a manageable level, that's not somebody whose training is their thing, right? right? They're using training to accomplish those things, which is totally fine and great. So I don't need to ask them for a fourth day of training to accomplish any of those goals, right? Right. So I think that's a big piece of that conversation too, is like, you know, where is training in your list of priorities? Yeah. If it isn't in the top three, then it probably, you probably don't even need to consider a fourth day. Um, no. You know, so... Anyways, that's another piece of it. Okay, well, cool. Uh, I think this has been a good sort of initial conversation about this. Uh, happy to get season two kicked off. Uh, anything else? Uh, we'll we'll uh, try to work on that intro music. <laughs> yeah, man, we got to get that going. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been episode thirty-six, season two. We're off and running. Uh, we'll catch you soon. Later. See you.